Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the VRverse. This month I'm joined by Jimmy, who is community manager of uh, Endreams. So it's great to have Thanks, members of the VR like development company side on, on here to have a good talk about the company and what they do and also what, what their in interests are. So I'd just like to start just by asking what got you into VR and what made you want to be involved as a community manager in the VR area scope? Yeah, um, so I've really kind of enjoyed VR from the periphery for a few years. Like, didn't really have the money to jump into it and buy my own headset early on. Um, just something I kind of admired from afar. Um, but, like, how the technology is depicted in media. So, like, stuff like Sword Out Online and books like Snow Crash and Neuromancer, I was like, damn, that's like science fiction tech. I'm really into that. <laughs> um, and then uh, it wasn't until about 2017, I think it was late 2017 or either late, uh, early 2018, when The Void came over and did a pop-up shop in the Westfield Centre. Um, and my brother and I made the like four-hour trip down to London and uh, did the Star Wars experience. It was only like 30, 40 minutes. But uh, from there, I was kind of like, damn, I really want to get into this technology because um, it'll pass me by if I don't get in early enough. So uh, from there, kind of got a PSVR and eventually a Rift S as well and started to like really look into the studios working in that space, kept my eye open for like vacancies and stuff. Um, originally, I came from a marketing-focused background anyway, so I was doing like games journalism and a little bit of content marketing for like industry recruit for an industry recruiter. Um, but I definitely wanted to work actually like studio side and help them bring their games to market. Um, so saw the vacancy, I think it was on Twitter from my old, uh, line manager, um, for end dreams. And I was like, I mean, I definitely want to go for that fingers crossed and thankfully it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I can tell from dealing with you, um, as a, as a community manager, you can tell you've got the the marketing background because you're very approachable you're very thank you bold to people like you're one of the most approachable ones i find um from what who i've dealt with there's a few that like seem very approachable i mean i've never had really had any issues with anyone with approaching them <laughs> but you i think because you put yourself out there on your social media and you make sure you're or even just on your personal profile that you're getting involved with content creators and websites and stuff you're always active in that area i think yeah. it makes you feel more approachable because and you're doing it outside of us approaching you you were approaching people yeah i think it helps being like quite passionate and interested in the technology itself i think definitely from a comms perspective you'd be found out quite quickly if it was just like just a job for you yeah it's yeah, VR is quite an enthusiast, enthusiast market and audience. So I think you've got to be like all in to it um, to come across as like genuine. Yeah, definitely. You need to, like you said, you need to, because it's so small at the moment. Like it, it's growing. Every it seems growing all the time. There's new stuff, headsets coming out, new and stuff to try and drag more people in. And I think yeah. it's just going to keep going this way until eventually it becomes like. A console game a gaming platform really like everyone wants the next vr headset but at the moment yeah. it's a it's a very small niche group so it's good probably is good to get to know the people who are doing it at the moment um yeah because it's easier when there's a, suddenly a big thing it's going to be a lot more like ah <laughs> like what the, let me <laughs> give me a break i need to start something i need to look into this <laughs> um <laughs> so obviously you, you come from like i said you work from edin dream so it's only fair to talk about Endream games. Um, my yep. first experience of Endream game was the assembly on PSVR because yep. I started on PSVR. That's the very first um, Endream thing I got into. Enjoyed it. Yep. Um, I purchased it on PC once I got PC VR. I enjoyed it a lot more with the technology, with obviously the advancements you can do with the PC compared to what you've got options with PlayStation. Uh, like the controls and the and I really found 
it was a good game. Um, but what I'll, I'll start with is just that's the first game we always tried. But what I found of End Dreams is they seem to move between genres a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, <you've> not <laughs> picked one genre and like we're gonna focus on this one. You've gone from like just relaxing with perfect, like great yeah. for just sitting and relaxing in. You've published um, side scrolling zombie shooters <laughs> through <laughs> Phantom Cover Ops to little city publishing and then publishing little cities. What what sort of attracts a team to not trying to just to like tie down one style for yourselves? Yeah, I think it's an evolution a little bit over time. So like early on it was was more sort of experimental like tech demo y just to see what the technology could do. So that's like perfect. Uh, shooty fruity to an extent because I mean as amazing interaction based as it is it's a gallery shooter where you're quite stationary um, but um, I think as we've kind of iterated over the years we've kind of decided to not kind of pigeonhole ourselves with I don't know uh, we only do shooters or we only do like zombie games or something Yeah. Um, we just want to make like really immersive like genre pushing games regardless of like what that might be so over the last year we've expanded quite a lot like i've been at end dreams about 18 months um when I started i think we're about 80 people and now we're about 175 and yeah. three studios as well um so now we've got more capacity to work in more genres so like the end Dreams studio in farnborough which is like the original end dreams um obviously we're working on ghostbusters and an unannounced game that we've not said or alluded to really yet um and uh but we've also got uh, end dreams orbital which focuses on life life service games and elevation as well which does uh well their focus is triple a vr and they've announced their first project will be like action adventure focused yeah um so with the three different studios and now we've got a publishing label like you say with little cities we can kind of hit like every corner of vr that you might be interested in so say you're a gamer that wants smaller, more tailored experiences or like more bespoke experiences, um, then probably the publishing labels for you with like little cities. We've announced Sushi Ben. Um, but if you want like big budget AAA next gen VR, you probably want to keep a lookout for End Dream Studio and Elevation. Yeah. So sort of like giving you a set studios working on a set of things gives you probably, like I said, a broader chance. Because one studio might might like might make like sorry might like making AAA games and the yeah. likes of games like Phantom Cover Ops, yeah, um, where the other studios might like concentrating on the more independent games like Little Cities. So it sort yeah. of allows you to keep your hand in each pot, really having separate parts where working on separate things, really. Yeah, and we've definitely had like internally, we've had people like move from uh, not in big numbers but like we've had people that have gone oh now we've got three studios i want to work on projects that appeal to me and we've had people move from end dreams core studio to orbital because they want to experiment with live service games yeah so uh yeah it's uh really helped us like with recruiting with people internally like finding where they fit and what they want to work on so yeah, yeah. it's it's good so just going to little cities like little cities for me was one and I think I said it when it was announced to, on a podcast I did back then with uh, Dr. Oculus and Book and Ball. I said I was a bit worried because it was releasing the same time as Cities VR. And C- yeah. Cities is like a known franchise. It's not like yeah. it's just popped up in VR. And I was like, are people going to avoid that to play the one that's like a known brand? Um, yeah. But... To be fair, a lot of the feedback I've seen, that my own feedback was, I actually found Little Cities, for me, better because it's not, yes, you need to manage resources, but it's not over the top. Like, yeah. you need to make sure you're putting your your towers down and your water towers down, but it's not like making sure that you've got a piping system under the city that like, <laughs> links everything together. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, it's more just generating your city revenue to keep expanding the city. Um, yeah, and I think that was kind of by design. Um, Purple Yonder, who, uh, I mean, we're, we're the publisher for the game, um, yeah. but Purple Yonder were the actual ones who made it. They're a husband and wife team. 
really small team um, and they've been working on it. Like it started as a passion project in like a spare bedroom like yeah. four years ago and they were just working on it in the evenings around full-time jobs. Um, but they uh, have come from a background of really liking like old school city builders like uh, SimCity, et cetera, yeah. um, and black and white. And their focus was to make something that was like tailor-made from VR in terms of like, okay, these kind of games gives you give you a lot of like sub menus and graphs and stuff. How can we make that a bit more intuitive in VR and a bit more fun to be around? Um, you don't really want to be staring at spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they, they went into it with the idea of bringing that genre into VR and um, making it having uh, having enough features so that people f- that were familiar with city builders like knew what they were getting into and they were happy with like their expectations, but also yeah. making it accessible as well. So like. Myself, I'd never really played a city creator game before. It's not a genre I'd really dabbled in, but like picking up little cities was super intuitive. And as soon as I found out that we were publishing it and it was a game that we were bringing on board, I think yeah. the first time I played it, I was lost, put the headset on and took it off, and it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost track of time. <laughs> so, like, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, there was some new, the new. Um, time map release for it and the plans for it. Um, seems yeah. like they're bringing some good updates to that. Um, do you just want to let people know what those what those updates are? Uh, yeah, so um, where we've kind of outlined our twenty twenty two slash twenty three uh, post launch roadmap plans. Um, so this year since launch, we've had um hand tracking and hand tracking two point um added to the game, and uh, the attractions update as well, which added a like a new star rating system and about 30 plus new sort of placeable items. Um, But going forward, I mean, we've always listened to like community feedback and purple yonder have honestly been like from a community manager standpoint, like perfect to work with, like you'll flag like, Oh, the community really wants this. We've had this many reviews on the quest store that have asked for like little residents, uh, actual like people walking around the cities. Um, and you, I just feed those back, and the rest of the team sees them as well. And then, like, right, we'll put it in the roadmap. We'll work out priorities, what we'll work on first. And it's kind of like how community manage community management should work. Like yeah. listening to the community, feeding that back, and going right. When can we feasibly deliver this and get this out? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the first um thing we announced was like a wintry themed update. So that's two new islands, um, and uh, a bunch of like snowy shenanigans uh, we're going to obviously say more a little close to launch um but that's coming out in december and then early 2023 we've got the <laughs> brilliant name itty bitty citizen citizenry hard to say yeah. update <laughs> which is the uh the little residents walking around and adding a bit more life to your cities um and then post that um, it's a bit more vague, and um, we've got more to say soon. Um, but generally, it's more content, and it's coming to more platforms as well. Yeah, uh, that's great. So that's one thing I always thought it was missing was the residents, because like, yeah. the cars bring it to life, and the an awful thing. But it just seemed like you should have someone walking the street. So when I seen that was in that roadmap, I was like, that's just a good. <laughs> this is what I want. Yeah, um, it's one of the biggest asks, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think. The visual style of it's full of charm. It really is like simplified, but full of charm. Especially like I don't know. I think I like I said. I I really just enjoyed watching when you told something to build and seeing trying to figure out which way the builders were going to go because they just seemed to like, yeah. like which way you're going to go. Down. I've made this. I've made this mangled mess of roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it'd be great seeing just people walking around as well. So you mentioned Shooty Fruity. Um, yeah. I think I played it on PC originally. And I, I did, again, not anything against against the game. But in my head, I was like another shooter, like stand wave shooter. Yeah. There seemed to be like that was a lot of that available at the beginning of VR. Um, then when I read more into it and found out you were scanning objects and trying to get goals for scanning stuff and putting them in the right bags and areas to go in the right bags why trying to fight off fruit yeah um 
I was like, it's actually, it seems like it could be a good laugh. And it was a good laugh. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, it was, um, for me, Shooty Fruit, it was the first End Dreams game I played and, like, kind of put them on, on the map for me because, like, on the, like, back-of-the-box description, it's like, oh, it's a, a, a wave shooter where you play a checkout attendant during, like, a fruit revolution. Yeah. It's like, right, sounds strange. <laughs> but it's honestly one of the games I go back to the most. It's just really fun and, like, addictive gameplay loop. Yeah, especially when the watermelons and things start coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got that rolling towards you when you're trying to do some time shot. Why, like, the smaller fruits are still coming and just like, which one do I shoot first? So I concentrate on this and try and take them. Or do I get them first? Yeah, oh, yeah it gets a good... gets hard down yeah, like, further through the levels as well. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, some of the later levels are really difficult. Um, I put, um, as we all do, put family members in VR now and again just to go, well, this is an introduction to VR. And I thought, oh, shoot your fruit, it'll be a good one to show my dad because, I mean, you don't have to walk around. I haven't got to worry about him getting motion sickness or explaining, like, just thumbsticks and stuff because yeah. it was a big gamer but he'd not really played anything since the super nintendo um and i was like oh just try this and i put him in shooty fruity um and then off the back of that I put him in phantom which he struggled a bit more with <laughs> yeah. um but he was like is this what games are now <laughs> <laughs> it'd been like 20 years since he'd played anything yeah <laughs> but the first thing i put my dad in was uh fishing because he loves fishing real VR yeah. fishing and it was like it, it's it's okay he said it looks good, and he said, but it's not like fishing. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Dad? Do you want me to go and get some water, a bucket of water and splash it every now and then? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so you mentioned Phantom. Again, this was a game. I mean, I, I was looking forward to this one. Um, and it's holding, to me, holds the, the crown for the best stealth game in VR at the moment. Um. Mm. This wasn't one I was like going in with any sort of bated breath waiting to think, is it really that this one was just like I'm I need I'm going into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we need we need more stealth and then obviously Splinter Cell's got cancelled. So Oh no, I'm so good about Splinter Cell. It's a series I've like played throughout, like since yeah. the first Xbox and when it was coming to VR I was like, oh amazing, like a proper full full fat Splinter Cell game. But yeah, yeah gut gutted. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've just I've just got my fingers crossed for a, a Phantom Cover Up Two now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, really enjoyed that one. I think that was quite a hit with the rest of the community as well. I didn't really see many thing bad things said about that one around. It was all quite positive. Yeah, yeah, it's probably, um, I mean, I'm not allowed to pick favourites, I don't think, but um, like out of End Dreams' back catalogue, back catalog, I think it's probably still one of, if not my favourites, um, especially because I grew up playing like Metal Gear Solid, Splinter Cell, it's definitely my type of game, and then sort of getting Voice of Solid Snake to play like the bad guy in that game. I yeah. was like, I really wish I'd have been End Dreams when that launched and when we were working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you got David Hater in, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. I always, like, I'm bad for this, but I always, I normally say David Hater for Splinter Cell and Michael Ironside for, for Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I always just get them, like, crossed over all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. And then one of the most recent ones, Fract. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, so with Fract, if you don't know what Fract is, you're it's basically like a special agent. Um, I know it always makes you feel like, to me, it's like it makes you feel a bit like James Bond. Just the action of it. Yeah. The, the chases, yeah. the everything in it. Yeah, I think um, the original uh, idea behind it. So I think originally it started with like. Just a really cool, like, proof of concept skiing, like, mini game um, that some of the senior devs were showing around internally in the studio. And it was like, hmm, if you could build that out, I think we've got something there. And um, they kind of put it, the idea, like, creative design wise, was like, uh, become the action hero, like, giving you, like, 80s cinema nostalgia. Mm. Um, so it was, I think, 
some of, there's definitely like crossover with some of the older James Bonds, but um, it was more like John McClane from Die Hard or Rambo. It was like over the top explosions, guns, eighties yeah. action hero. Yeah, getting chased on snow skis and jaws <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Shooting as you're going down the zip wires. Yeah. Yeah, I really. I mean, I really took the fract. I mean, I've ended up playing it on everything. It's been out one now, so. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've really, and I've really enjoyed it every time. Like, but what what you did with the move controllers was was fantastic for that. That was yeah, my issue. Yeah, I don't know what the dev team worked magic with that game with no thumbsticks. You didn't really miss them. No. It was it was mad. <laughs> yeah, I really when obviously it came PlayStation VR first. Obviously, you you reached out to me about reviewing it, and I thought, yeah. Then I was thinking, I'm ready to like. Normally, every PlayStation VR game I review, I haven't. I, I mentioned the controls. It's old hardware, so it's not perfect. But on that, I was like, this yeah. is so intuitive. It works. Didn't say I don't think yeah. I'm using a Move controller. I don't know. I was like, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> <At all>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, I, I love the cover system in Fract as well. Like, um, it was something that like reviewers like yourself and critics and just general like the community um, said like the cover system should be in everything, and I, I kind of agree. <laughs> yeah, just grab on, lift yourself up. Just made it so much yeah. easier. Um, and it obviously made it work great with the PlayStation controllers, with the Move controllers. Because yeah. you just have to grab and pull yourself up, not try and like, press a button to crouch or anything. It was just like, a, let's do this to help myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely one thing. Definitely the best in play. I think I, I'll put in my review. I think other games should have used it. <laughs> and games yeah. moving forward should use it because it was just, just mad. Luckily, we're getting analogs on PlayStation VR 2, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting for them just to say, oh, for the PlayStation VR two controllers, you use one controller and attach the the analog thing that you used to get for the Move controllers for the other. <laughs> Remember that the little attached <laughs> with the analog stick. Yeah, that little navigator. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'd put that on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that didn't work. <laughs> Imagine you probably did that. Uh, there was enough uproar when they said they were using the Move controllers. Yeah. Um. So obviously speaking of PlayStation VR two, yeah. I just want to say congratulations on on Ghostbusters. I know there's not really much out there about it, and there's not much you can say. Um, yeah. I just like to say congratulations on getting the Ghostbusters license. I'm really interested to see what you what you do with it as a studio. Because yeah, no, it's it's really exciting getting Ghostbusters. Um, when it it wasn't that long really from announcement that I found out internally. Obviously, those conversations have been going on for like years, yeah, between ourselves and Sony Pictures. Um, but uh, yeah, when it was like, oh yeah, uh, we've got the Ghostbusters IP, and uh, this is like an early build of the game. I was like, mind blown. <laughs> 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 we've sorry, we, sorry, we've got what? <laughs> I think there's, I think there's a lot of people excited for that. Um, yeah, and a lot of people I know are excited about it because it's actually gone to. To like End Dreams, a dev studio with a massive, with an experience in VR, it hasn't just been like shipped, shipped off to somebody who's maybe made games before but not VR games. Or sometimes you see having the licenses go to them and then they release it. It's mm. like, ah, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> what have you done with the license? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I think a lot of people I speak to are happy that it's gone to, to a company that have the background in VR development. Um, yeah. And the background is making good VR games, so <laughs> yeah. looking forward to see what happens what when that comes out. Um yeah. and what we get from that. I know it's early, isn't it? Early, is it early twenty three at the moment? Uh, we've not said. Yeah. It's just oh. twenty twenty three. Oh um, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the cities up there. Yeah. For the people but, was early twenty three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so nice to be able to confirm that it was coming to be a PSVR two as well. Because obviously yeah. it was first revealed at the MetaConnect gaming showcase yeah and uh the big like co- i constantly get like dms and like emails and like y- this is it's sony pictures it's coming to playstation right yeah i was like can't say anything <laughs> so i've just got to put two or two together in your head haven't you and think 
they'd be mad if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their own IP, and they're not going to put it on their own own headsets. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, is there any games outside of End Dreams that you've that you've really en- enjoyed? Um, yeah. So I still play, um, as well as uh, a decent amount of VR, I still play a lot of flat screen games too, so I tend to go in for, I don't do social VR a lot, or um, like multiplayer VR a lot, like not PvP. Um, cooperative games, yeah, sure, but yeah, uh, yeah not uh, yeah, not uh, multiplayer PvP a lot. Um, but no, I tend to go for games that are generally single player or have a good story, um, so quite like uh, Saints and Sinners. Um, super hot summer I go into constantly just because it's quite addictive and it's just quite a good workout as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tend to uh, play quite a lot to be honest. Um, there's no there's no one kind of genre I go into. I mean, I quite like science fiction and high fantasy, but there's not that much stuff in VR that's that kind of setting yet. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely looking forward to like. The next gen of VR, so PSVR two and MetaQuest three, and just like seeing what bigger experiences come out of that, yeah. um, especially like more open worldy games. Like I really enjoy Zenith, but I think it's going to only get better over time, and you're going to get more titles like that where you can lose fifty plus hours into it. Yeah, it is one thing we seem to be missing in VR is games that have that sort of longevity. Um, it seems like, yeah. I mean, you get it. I suppose outside of the massive games in in, in standard gaming, like your likes of Cyberpunk, your likes of them, a lot of them, a lot of them story based games are normally around eight hours, eight nine hours anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's like it seems to be even less at the moment in VR for the likes <laughs> for a single player. You have some that do it. Um, obviously we we got we got the Skyrim port. Fallout port there, yeah. obviously massive. Um, I think Alex took me about seven hours. Didn't really take me. Yeah, I think with uh, VR, like up until this point, it's been quite a, a niche market. So like the dev cycles and the development budgets haven't yeah. matched the flat screen space. So yeah. you can only work with what you can work with. But yeah. that's definitely changing. I mean, it's more popular. VR's more popular than it's ever been. Yeah, which I think I've always said it since PlayStation VR two was announced as a thing. Like when that comes out, I think Sony have the pull to make these AAA developers think. Actually, can we do something in VR? Yeah, and it's obviously then just gonna expand budgets for other companies that have already been doing VR because of because there's a lot more investment. So people are gonna make well, yeah, we want this in VR and put yeah. like, a bit more like more chance of investment for for like smaller studios as well. As yeah, big studios. And I yeah, think... and even if those um, first-party studios or like IP holders can't do it, I mean, you just have to look at. I mean, they're a first-party studio now, but um, with Gorilla and uh, Fire Sprite, yeah, they haven't really got the dev capacity internally to make a VR game. They don't have that heritage, but they've gone. They went to Fire Sprite and went, "Well, could you make a Horizon game?" And Fire Sprite obviously did the persistence, and that's similar conversations to what we're having with Ghostbusters, where we've got this IP, we'd like you to do something with it, and I think yeah. that's only going to continue. You might get um, like big flat screen IP, like Killzone or Infamous or something, and Insomniac or whoever owns that owns yeah. that franchise go reaches out to people like us, people like Fire Sprite, and goes, "What would you do with this?" Yeah. Um- I like the way you shot Killzone in there. You're like me. Anytime they say anything about PlayStation VR 2 game, I'm like, yep. Killzone, 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 Killzone. Please, <laughs> please give us Killzone. <laughs> I know. I'm a two... big Killzone apologist. I, I really want to see it in VR. <laughs> yeah. There's two games, like two PlayStation games that I would love to see in VR. Killzone. And I'd like to see them uh, reboot, reboot Sockham. It's US Navy SEALs. Even oh, yeah. if, it, even yeah, if it's just like that. multiplayer only, because yeah. that was the first multiplayer game I got into. I remember Sockham 2. I was hearing a lot about it online on a forum I was on. 
and all of them had gone out and bought the PlayStation Network adapter and everything. And I was like, I need to go. <laughs> I need to try this. And then yeah. that's like my love for online gaming grew from there. Before that, I was just sit and play single player or split screen with someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On PlayStation. Um, and Sockham really. I mean, humble brag, but I got to rank seventy-two in Europe on Sockham. <laughs> it, it was all. It was all I played. <laughs> as soon as I finished schooling, put Sockham on. <laughs> yeah, my um, my brother played a lot of uh, Battlefield two or three. I can't remember which one it was. Now, it wasn't bad company. It might have been Battlefield three, um, but he got to like the top ten in Europe for like kills and dog tags taken yeah i was like he like carried through school on that kind of like fame yeah <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'd love to see him do that i'd love to be like contractors have shown me with the mods and people bringing the modern mm. warfare maps into it i would just yeah. love to run around fishhook or crossroads from Sockham online and just play those maps in vr no, I'm yeah. at the back of my hands. I probably still do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the um, contractors mod for um, Halo, and I would yeah. love to see Halo in VR. I think there was a, a mod that was, someone was working on for uh, Halo Reach, I think. Yeah. Um, but he got hired by Bungie because they were quite impressed and obviously stopped work on the mod as, as a result. Yeah. Um, Microsoft don't seem to be in the VR space, but I mean, with their new partnership with Meta, maybe they might decide to. I don't know. Hopefully. Interesting um, to see. I remember all the, all the thing when PlayStation VR came out, it was like, oh, they're going to team with Oculus and you'll be able to like, plug your Rift in or something and play VR. On the... It was always rumours as soon as like <laughs> PlayStation yeah. announced that. It was like, oh, Xbox, you're going to get Oculus headsets that will work on the, on the Xbox. And I was yeah, it's interesting. And then obviously they've done a now agreed to sort of a partnership with them, so hopefully, yeah, we might see it. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, you can play. Um, they announced Game Pass, didn't they? I mean, it's just like flat screen cinema mode, but yeah, yeah it's only one step removed from VR. So yeah. Hmm. So I don't think I've ever mentioned this on on the show before, but I actually went out and bought myself a Windows Mixed Reality headset when they first came out. Well. The had first one, sorry, first one I got was my Vive, but in my PC. But I've, I walked past CEX and there was one in the window for like £160. I was like, I'm buying that. Because <laughs> I've seen online there was there was Halo. I was like, no way. I didn't even look into it because I, I didn't <laughs> want to ruin it. I just thought, I'm going out and buying uh, I saw one. I said, if I see one for a decent price, I'll get one. And I got it. Got home, installed Halo and realised it was just shooting holograms of the enemies. I was like, oh... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, and <then> disappointment. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's like the Halo license. You got me shooting holographic enemies, and then at the end, like you go through like about five rounds of waves or something of these holographic enemies, and then Master Chief comes up, like drives like a warthog skids, and then Master Chief walks past you. I was like, is that it? And then it ended. I was like, oh, and maybe I should have looked at what it was before, but just while spending this money. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I don't want it ruining because Halo's my favourite shooter, shooter series even over Killzone yeah. unfortunately but I, I do want Killzone in VR um, <laughs> but I was just like I will and then yeah just didn't <laughs> didn't live up <laughs> to your like, hopes then <laughs> I, I tried other stuff on there um, I had like obviously free apps and stuff on there and yeah the, the old tracking was, was dreadful obviously <laughs> at the time it was inside out tracking whoa but as soon as you moved it like past your ear you were just done for because <laughs> yeah. you had two front facing cameras that was it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i never make make that mistake again i'm not about if i've got a little bit of interest in something check check what it looks like first yeah i mean that's a quite a big blind spot like um i've never had to because i started with a psvr and then went to a rift s I've never had to like have the pains of PC VR like screwing in those lighthouses, yeah. but try to like outside in tracking. Um, I can imagine that's a pain. So, so I went out. I think I've never to do it. <laughs> I started PlayStation VR and then went on to HTC Vive. Um, 
the OG, the OG Vive. I think that was about 2018. I got the OG Vive, I think. Um, got PlayStation VR on release and got that in 2018. And I ended up just buying the upside poles that they use for, for photography lighting. Oh, yeah. It's got the same thing on the top, so it's, uh... it's not being screwed into the wall. It's just on those poles so you can like reduce down if you don't want them up and or pull them up when you want them up. But they're always just up because I've obviously got a, a gaming room with a VR in there. But... Yeah. Oh, I, I wish we haven't got the sp- we haven't got the space here. We've got a a, a small bungalow. My uh, office uh, workspace is in the living room. I wish we had a separate room to yeah. just. <laughs> I'm just going to green screen all this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in your time in VR, something I like to also talk about is: is there any like indie games you've like just picked up and been this is a oh good question a hell of an experience. Uh, yeah um i'm really liking what we've got uh, this is going to be a shameless self plug i apologize <laughs> i'm really liking um what we've well what i've seen of uh, sushi ben and the progress that development team are making um can't say obviously too much more than that cuz i mean it's still we we only announced it at the start of this year and like all we've announced is that we're the publisher for it. Um but uh yeah, as for I've not really dabbled to be honest in a lot of the indie titles, like especially the stuff available on App Lab and SideQuest. I've not got much experience with that side of things, yeah. if I'm being totally honest. Um Yeah. Not really I've not really dabbled a lot. So I'm gonna plug this game to you, right? Um Okay. <laughs> these are, Sell it to me. <laughs> these people who listen to the show will probably be ready to mute it because <laughs> <laughs> it's on PC VR. Jet Island. Okay. It's well, one man dev team. He just made this island. You need good motion. You can't be motion sickness because it's a very fast game. Um, yeah. But he's, it's an island you just go around. You've got to go to each section and kill a boss in this island. It's okay. Not, Overly big, but the scale of what he's built up is massive, and the bosses are like Shadow Colossus type bosses where you're gonna to have to climb them and get inside of oh, them cool. to shoot the heart and stuff. And yeah, well, this diamond that is a heart, um, yeah. but it's all different things. You might be fighting one in a cave and it's running across the walls, and you've got to use like your, your grappling hooks to like climb up the walls and then attach to it in the right places. It'll have spikes on parts of it, so you're gonna hurt yourself. If you go to those yeah. parts, so you've got to dodge around stuff. Get, oh, cool. But the game is always getting inside of it and shoot the gem inside of it to kill the boss. Yeah. And it's just oh, like, like an island you go around. You go around on like a a jet board. Yeah. Um, which moves very fast and has, like I said, if, if you're turning quick and doing this, it's a very hard game for people who suffer from motion sickness because it's fast and you're pulling yourself <laughs> along and... <laughs> Yeah. Flying through airs, through the air and stuff, but definitely one I would recommend checking out on Steam. Definitely. Oh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, have a look I'll, at that. I'll pick it to everyone. There <laughs> 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 you about this every <laughs> show, like get, get your island. <laughs> yeah. <Excellent. laughs> you're, you're secretly on commission. Uh, <laughs> um, that's one thing like VR does really well, like just height and scale. Like you can't get that on flat screen. I mean. I've had it once or twice where, like, I've been playing something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I've, like, jumped off a really high point into the water. My stomach's gone a little bit. Yeah. But, like, it's such an easy win in VR, like, height and scale. So one thing I found really interesting is one year I went down to Eject Rest on Tobacco Dock in London. Um, yeah. And there was a indie dev there, Blackwater, Blackwater Studios or Blackwall Studios, and they basically made a bungee jumping game in VR. Okay. And I had to, well, I spoke to them afterwards. I was like, it's a brave thing to bring. Because if it's people's first experience in VR, I said, when I first jumped off something high in VR, I felt myself leaning forward myself in real life. <laughs> yeah. And I said, it's a very, like, dangerous thing to bring because I, like, some people might just fall. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, we we think about this, blah blah." And I was just like, 
And I walk off it. Well, you haven't, because you've still got the solid concrete floor below everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like all those videos you see of like uh, Richie's plank, where people just jump, jump. into the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had that level of immersion once, and it was me playing Resi Seven, and I I, I mm. played it stood up. Um, I'm playing. I know you can easily play it sat down through because it's a controller. I thought I'll try playing yeah. it standing up. And I felt my leg go a bit, and I physically put my hand out to try and stop myself on the wall that was in the game. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't actually fall over. I just stumbled, but I was like, oh, my God, I thought I was going to put my hand on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sort of stuff. Escapism where just for a minute you forget that you're in the game. Yeah. We were actually talking about it too. Uh, well, I was talking about someone to it earlier. A ball who likes to stream ball seven seven zero eight. Um, yeah, he was streaming Red Matter last night, and I said one Red Matter two. I was thinking one thing VR does outside of fast screen gaming is you try stupid stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> he spent a good chunk of his part of his stream trying to get a whiteboard out of a room to push it down some stairs. He's like wheeling, trying to wheel <laughs> it out, and when he finally got it off the stairs, obviously it's probably not something. The devs think someone's going to bother doing, but it was no. like it was like boxed off. So when he pushed it, it was just floating through the air above the stairs. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> he actually he actually clipped it and sent it, like tweeted it to the devs." Which is no, like, the fact they funny. Thought yeah. do. <laughs> he wasn't saying it was wrong. He said like I've got a floating whiteboard. Like he wasn't yeah. saying you, you you should have fell down the stairs. But I think something you find with VR is like you think can I can I do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's impressive. Like you can do like six months to a year plus of like QA testing, but then when you push it out the door, what the players will find is is yeah. mind blowing. Sometimes there was like within QA within an inch of its life fragged, but as soon as it got pushed out the door, I think within a week or it might have even been twenty four hours. I don't actually remember. But someone was flying through the environment like they had a jetpack. Like they had a jetpack. I was like, "How have you done that?" <laughs> and, and, and I know you've met Doctor Doctor Oculus in a yeah. down at, at EGX this year. He's got yeah. a thing of trying to find something wrong with games, like a bug or to just to break them. I know with Zero yeah. Zero Caliber when that was out on the PC only, he realised if you go to the models, he realised you can if you click it. And let go. The model drops a gun, but he gets another gun in his hand. So he spent about fifteen minutes just building this big pile of guns, seeing how long it take for his system just to give up. (laughs) 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 But something you've had a buggy found, have you press that and it'll drop to the floor, but then he'll have a gun back. And then he was just like press going along them on, pressing them on this like just massive pile of guns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You find VR's a lot more, people are a lot more inquisitive in VR about just yeah. even little stuff. Like, oh, like we said, Ball with his whiteboard trying to get down the stairs. I wonder if I can get out of this room and get it down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, more than like flat screen gaming, because it is like at the end of the day, a lot of people that also play VR, you don't have, at the minute, you don't have a lot of just like casual VR gamers. Um, it's becoming more of a thing, obviously, as the technology becomes more popular. But like, up until maybe like 12, 24 months ago, it was generally like tech enthusiasts. So like you've got that mindset of, oh, I want to see if I can break it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I'm making about VR, um, I know we, I mentioned it before we came, I mean, you've not had the chance to play it yet, is we're seeing popular games from PC yeah. make its way to VR. So the game I'm talking about was Among Us came out yesterday. Um. I had the chance to play it ahead of release with devs and then with uh, Nafi's private group. Yeah. Um, and then played it last night with GT. And I think it's good that these companies with these type of games are, are seeing the possibilities um, mm. of, hold on, we could have this in VR. And I never played Among Us on flat screen, never. Um, but as soon as I saw the trailer and you see them and you're thinking, just going to be so much more chaotic when everyone yeah. stood, stood stood there rather than just talking over a mic everyone stood there yeah and we found out when nafi got everyone sort of knew each other 
from being around the community. So there was nine of us, I think, in the end, or there might have even been the ten of us. And I think there was nine. And having everyone just round shouting and pointing fingers at other people, you're just like, oh, God, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I've not had a chance to play the VR version, but um, I've played quite a lot, um, the flat screen version, with my wife. Yeah. And we used to play it together quite a lot, and it brings like a side out of me I didn't know I had. So, like generally everyday life, I try to be friendly and approachable and quite yeah. just nice. Um, but that game turns me into a troll. <laughs> I think the thing I'm terrible at is when it's obviously me and someone sees me. I, although the others haven't, I find it hard at the moment to not laugh when they're questioning me because <laughs> I'm like because <laughs> in my head I've been caught <laughs> yeah I will get out of me and I will become good at being an imposter <laughs> <laughs> I mean I managed it last night I killed when I killed Gamertag and then some, I was running out of the room and someone saw it and I managed to convince them that the other guy had done it I was saying like <laughs> I said I was just coming in and he was he reported the body so I said I think he's killed him realised the doors opened and quickly reported it so yeah like he's not caught <laughs> i managed to convince him and they voted him out but the only problem was all the, the other ones there was like four of us left well the six of us left uh one of them was the other imposter but they'd all been often grouped up so there was only me and him uh -huh. who couldn't have an alibi so they're like well yeah i like i'll convince him it was him but then they're like if it's not him we're just going to stand next to the buzzer and press it as soon as we can and vote, yeah, and vote you out because you. you were the only two left that don't have an alibi. I was like, oh. But I thought, at least I got rid of him, made it easier for the other imposter to try and win. <laughs> got yeah. rid of an extra one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I'm like, we're not playing the flat screen version. I played it in Neos a couple of times because Neos had its own version. Oh, someone, okay. someone made VR chat had its own version. Like, yeah. Just community members are made. So I played the VR chat one. A few times and then the other one a few times but outside of that i had no no experience yeah but i think the night i played with nafi and everyone i'd never got the imposter once and where i was like it would have been nice to be it before the game come out so i've got some experience i thought at least i've got experience where every job is what job is in each room so when i'm trying to make yeah. an alibi i can say i was in this room doing this <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, I know where all the jobs are now. Rather than me going, I was in this room doing. Well, that job's not in there. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always disappointing when you're not the imposter. It's like, oh, I had so many ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the big problem I had last night, and I think it's a problem we're going to find, is people who know each other going to be playing together. So I was another round when I was the imposter. There was me and two people left. Hmm. And no one saw me kill the killer last one, like before I got reported, voted out. And we were like running down towards, I opened the door where I'd killed them. Someone was just coming through the door. So I reported the body quickly and said, oh, I've seen them near the body. And give a whole thing, I was in this room doing this. Came through this door, walked that door opened and I saw them so quick. They started running towards the body as I saw them. So I think they were going to self-report to try and get me out. Yeah. And like, so I made this whole story, and he went, the guy turned and said, what's yours? He went, well, so-and-so's my friend, and he killed him. That's why I've been voting him all game. I was like, so what, you're in with a friend? Because and... <laughs> the person had been voting me every round, like, never mind what. Right. After Because I killed his friend in the first round, but they were on a Discord call, and he was saying, oh, it was so-and-so killed me. I was like, <laughs> you break, you ruin it. And I said, I, I said, it's a rubbish alibi. I was trying to still turn it round. I was like... <laughs> That's a rubbish alibi. I said, my friend told me he did it. <laughs> but, the yeah. other, but the other guy didn't fall for it. He was like, no, I'm voting you. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. Yeah, but I thought, I hope. It's probably going to end up with that. Like, people jumping in games together in Discord and then... Yeah. Oh, so-and-so killed me. Oh. It sort of ruins the idea of the game, but... <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be a hit. Hmm. Um... Again, it's going to be one that probably brings people to VR. Yeah. Because it's a known oh, yeah, franchise. Definitely. It's a known franchise, and everyone's like, I want to play this in VR. A bit like yeah, Pop, Pop not, One brought a lot to VR because it's yeah, likened to Fortnite. It's not Fortnite, mm. but it was likened to Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I think um, just the as we look to like next gen as well, just like with Among Us, with um, After the Fall coming to PSVR two as well, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more multiplayer games and cooperative games coming yeah. to VR, which I think is gonna really help like adoption rates because we was kind of up until this point we're kind of lacking in cooperative games but there's not that many no like i said with, with you getting ghostbusters and that popping out i think that will bring some people to vr that maybe you wouldn't have thought about vr because people are like well they know about vr and interested but then is it like oh my god i can be a be a ghostbuster there's going to be yeah. a, a pull for people like whoa hold on <laughs> Yeah, I oh, know it's definitely going to be like for some people, like a uh, wish list, like role play scenario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm very interested to see what you do with the IP. Very interested because mm. there's not been one of the games I've turned off in, like, oh, I've not played that. I've enjoyed all of them, even Bloody Zombies. I've, I've spent plenty of time in Perfect on PlayStation, just chilling. That <laughs> 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 on little islands, just. <laughs> Chilling out, yeah. Um, and you've been there since quite early on, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, we were around. Um, we've not always been in VR, um, but we have been in VR since it became like home based and more, uh, yeah. and, and more consumer focused, I guess. Yes. Um, so yeah, we were around in two thousand six when we were founded. Um, but we were doing content for like PlayStation Home and like social spaces. Yeah. So our CEO was really like up on um, like new, exciting, emergent tech. And then when the DK1 started going around to developers and the PSVR1 dev kit, um, yeah. he applied for those and he was like, oh, I really want to push the studio in this new direction because um, yeah. I think this is going to be the next big thing. Um, and then, yeah, from, I think it was 2013 onwards, we've just done VR and nothing but VR. Yeah. One thing, I mean, mentioning PlayStation Home, I mean, I do a lot of social VR, hence being in here recording shows and stuff, but I would love to see them with PlayStation VR too, bring Home back. But Yeah, same. You're in VR, in it? I would absolutely love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I quite like the idea of that just being like, do you know, with um, Rift, where you you have a home environment. Yeah, I'd I'd love for at some point. I don't know whether it's on the roadmap, but at some point, like the PlayStation Home Two is your PSVR Two home. Yeah, and then you navigate to the games from there. Yeah, that definitely. that'd be that'd be a cool, cool thing. Yeah, because like with the Oculus Homes, with the um. You could add your game library in as like a, a cartridge, you couldn't even go and put it in the machine to launch a game. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. It'd be like your PlayStation games on a shelf. I'll put this one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even if you own them digitally, you can take them off a shelf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can open a box and get <laughs> <laughs> So I only got a digital PlayStation VR, a uh, PlayStation 5, because in my head, I got it for, for the VR and. Of my time with PlayStation VR One, I don't think I brought many physical games, so I was like, I might no. as well just buy digital. And then I've got a bit more into flat screen gaming, like in my downtime and stuff. And I was like, I wish I'd bought this so I could go and trade the game, the flat screen game, yeah. if I'd finished with it. <laughs> that was the deciding factor for me. Um, I yeah. was looking at the digital edition, and then I was like, well, if I just buy the digital edition. I will have to give up on the idea of ever get buying a game cheap pre-owned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the one that got me, like, at the time, like, I wish I had was when Horizon, the new Horizon came out. And mm. I was like, oh, I don't really want to pay 70 quid for a game I can't get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> so I held off and held off. I think I'll get it in a sale. It'll go in a sale maybe over Christmas. But maybe yeah. even if it's, like, 50 quid, I don't mind that. And then... Um, I was mentioning to someone at work and like, oh, I got. Uh, he said I bought a Horizon. He said then my console I ended up buying came with a Horizon code because he got it through his through his mobile phone contract. I didn't even realize oh, they, yeah. still, they still did that with consoles. <laughs> but he said he got it with his mobile phone through his contract. And then he said when it turned up, it was they had a Horizon code in it. So he was like, you can buy it off me. 
I was like, how much do you want for it? And he's like, oh, just send me a tenner. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that'll do. That, that'll do me. Yeah. <laughs> when that I, is I, basically how I got my PS4. My dad got a new phone uh, contract out, and it came with a PS4. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this thing. He was like, it plays DVDs, doesn't it? I was like, it does more than DVDs, Dad. And he was like, do you want it? I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they still did it at least, like, these days. I know they do it with, like, tablets and stuff with like mobile mm. internet and stuff on like but i was like you can still get consoles like that <laughs> <laughs> so i think the good way to to end it is you just tell everyone when ghost when ghostbusters is coming out <laughs> <laughs> major exclusive <laughs> uh, I'm, only, I'm, I'm only joking um i think the, the good way to end it is um, do you have any advice for anyone out there who's like maybe looking to look into community management on is there any like online courses or anything that you could maybe not obviously the direct course but is there any way they could like polish up on what the way it is to be a community manager do you know uh, yeah so what I basically did when I was looking to get into community management was like tailor my social media following to be people that are in that role or similar similar roles like head of comms or something and then just kind of learn through them i mean there's um people who actively put on their profile um that they're willing to help people get into the industry like um i reached out to antonella pounder who is the head of what well, no she's the let me get this right director of community <laughs> at 505 games and she was like one of the people that i was like if I could get into any career, it'd be doing what she does for the community. Um, and then kind of from like trying to emulate what others were doing and learning from what they were doing on social, how they presented themselves, how they talked about their studio. I just started like a little bit of like my own website, uh, started a little bit of a portfolio, creating a little bit of content. Um, there's websites like workwithindies.com where mm you can get positions at indie studios, like quite small, sometimes pre-funding in studios, um, and do a little bit of internship or work experience. And I worked for a studio um, just uh, part-time, completely freelance, for about four months. It was a Dundee studio that was just pre-funding. Um, they just needed help getting marketing off the ground. And that kind of work experience helped a lot with getting my foot in the door and networking and things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely look into like either creating a list or culling your social media to people that can further your career in terms of like, what value are they adding to your timeline? Um, cause generally like people like, like myself that's in community management or, um, people generally in comms kind of roles will share, the latest vacancies in their team in their friends or peers team um like i shared one the other day that was like an entry-level role for square enix because i know people that follow me a portion of them are wanting to get into comms yeah. so i'm like yeah. oh here's a here's a role that you could apply for um so yeah i'd probably start with looking at social media and who you're following um i know on places like linkedin you can go on to like who works at this studio and you can look at the list and go okay so they are head of comms they do they're a marketing artist and you could always in-mail these people and like message these people and just go i'm looking to get in have you got any tips and advice because generally people are quite receptive like my experience of the games industry up to this point is like we're all surprised we're doing this job for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so if we could help someone else get in, then we'd love to. That's fantastic. That's a bit of advice. I thought it's good to get <laughs> when someone's in the role to get an idea of how the event that can help anyone. Cause I know people constantly looking for these type of roles, especially yeah. in VR. It seems like everyone's like, I want to do this and this or this. <laughs> and yeah. it's good to know. Um, so thanks for sharing that bit of information. No worries. Uh, I think it's a good place to end it. Um, all I can say is keep an eye out on End Dreams. Um, I'll be linking in the socials. To every, I'll link to Jimmy's and End Dreams social stuff. Make sure to go over and and check it out and keep updated with End Dreams because they are bringing a lot of good things to VR. You might find more information about Ghostbusters one day. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly not here. I'm but sorry. Sadly not here. <laughs> um, 
obviously you'll get the roadmap updates for for the games that getting roadmaps and i would highly recommend if you're into city builders little cities is chilled and it's just very um can't think of what, what the word is now it's just gone <laughs> i'm good at doing this <laughs> i was gonna say it's very easy to pick up i was trying to think of the right word for that um <laughs> and if, obviously it's it's on it's on the meta quest so hand tracking's in there if you wanted to stitch your controllers and it, it's very well implemented the way the hand tracking works so definitely i always recommend little cities especially like you said it's a good one as well to put people in if people want to see what vr is it's a very nice relaxing experience to put people in for that as well yeah definitely like yeah. the like the shooty fruit is a bit more hectic but that's also another good one to introduce people yeah. to vr with um so yeah thanks again for coming on and sharing yeah, some no about end dreams and also your position there and i will be back next month um I came prepared this month with a guest from even from last month. I haven't, I haven't, I'm back to old. I'll just find someone over this month. <laughs> yeah, soon, <laughs> next month. But we will be back next month for another episode. Uh, so I will see you all later. And thanks for joining again, Jimmy. <laughs>